Shrine Tovi continue in the Sha'arim Vitvila. And uh, some of the notations are a little bit unusual, but still, in my edition, I'm on page Kuf Nun Dalid, and it says Perik Gimel. But when we get to the subcategories, they seem to be off a little bit, missing. Oh, well, maybe not. So this Perik Gimel has, as we would say, three subsections as well. This is a very deep idea he's going to get into over here. And he says, the idea, an essential idea in prayer, one of the fundamental ideas in Avodah Hashem and perfection in tefillah is that a Jew has to feel and connect to the pain of the Shekhinah, as it were. You have to connect to Hashem's pain. Okay, and therefore, that really when you pray, the main essence of the prayer is not for yourself, but it's for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this needs a lot of explanation. It's a very challenging philosophical concept. So in other words, let's say you're having a problem. You're very sick and you're in a lot of pain. The Jewish people are in great danger now. Okay, so when we're asking Hashem to take us out of our sickness, when we're asking Hashem to help the Jewish people win the war, don't pray for ourselves. That's not the focal point. I'm in pain, I want the pain to go away. This is all illustrated, really, if we had much more time, in the Nefesh HaChaim of Rav Chaim and he asks a basic question. He said, if you are a believing Jew, it's a contradiction to pray to God to help you with your problems. Why? It's seeming contradiction. You are sick, Chas Vashon. So what are you going to pray? Now, you know you know, Hashem made you sick. So if Hashem made you sick, does he know what he's doing? If Hashem is in control, if Hashem's not in control and these evil monsters make you sick, then he asks Hashem to help you out. But we know that's not the case. The case is clear. If a person is sick, Hashem has made him sick. And not only that, but everything Hashem does is for the good. So why in the world should I pray? It's an incredible question. It's such a strong philosophical question. And the answer is, but this needs a lot of discussion over here. There's a concept even though everything Hashem does is for the best. But there's another concept. The Pesach says, Hashem says, I am in pain together with him. When we are in pain, Hashem is in pain. And all the firm talk about this. So what does that mean exactly? that Hashem is in pain. So, but the point being, here's the point, but now then we have to discuss the philosophy of it. When you're having a problem, your focal point has to be, Hashem, I'm feeling your pain. And it hurts me that you are in pain. So please 
help me so you won't be in pain anymore. And therefore my main pain is I see you're in pain and not that I'm in pain. That is uh, an incredible concept over here. So the problem is how do we understand this idea? Okay, so he's going to say, Rapinkas, that really this idea is as simple as logic could be. It's something we should be mamish understanding that easily. But then on the other hand, it's hard to reach that simplicity. Okay, uh, and, and that's the issue over here. It's really simple when you get it, but it's not simple till you get it. On the one hand, as uh, the Mesilis Charm explains, the idea of loving Hashem and being jealous for Hashem, he says it's obvious. If somebody loves his friend, he can't take seeing his friend is in trouble, being hit, being cursed out, and he'll certainly go to help him. Won't you? Your wife, your spouse is suffering. Someone's beating them up. What are you going to do? You're going to do something about it. So how about you really love Hashem? Can you stand to see someone who's desecrating Hashem? If you love Hashem, can you stand watching that happen? So if there's a true love between two entities... And if, let's say, one of the entities is you and the other one is God, and we're such close, so once Chazal tell us, and we have to believe what Chazal say, that when the Jewish people are suffering, Hashem is also suffering. So therefore, anyone who really loves Hashem and knows all the good that Hashem has done with us and loves Hashem so much, so we obviously have to feel Hashem's pain. This is the easy way. Right? Do you love Hashem? I mean, really? Really? You have a lot of reasons to love Hashem? Yes. Okay. For a lot of reasons to love Hashem. And now Hashem is suffering. Okay. If Hashem is suffering, then I'm suffering. It should be pretty obvious. Right? Isn't it obvious? You love If you love your spouse, big if. But if you love your spouse and your spouse is suffering, then you're suffering. There's no question about it. And therefore, what do you want? You want their suffering to stop. No. If Hashem is suffering, so you want his suffering to stop. Now, if Hashem is suffering because you are suffering, then what? You feel bad for Hashem. And you want Hashem's pain to stop suffering. You know, sometimes you could have people that love each other so much that the person who's sick, so that person's significant other is suffering for that person. But the sick person is not only suffering their own pain, but they're suffering that the friend that they love is suffering for them. And says, please don't suffer so much for me. It's, it's okay. And sometimes seeing... The children crying hurts more than the pain that it is for yourself. 
the uh, you know the mis- he uh, okay we'll leave it at that so that's on the one hand okay and that's what the rabbis tell us so what you have to do is pause for a minute that's a real important thing is to pause life is fast life is busy like there's a great war in Israel a lot of people are in trouble suffering and we're doubting to Hashem that what here's the point that the suffering should stop right please Hashem stop the suffering and we're very busy and we're trying to squeeze in a prayer here a spirit prayer there but we have to really stop and we have to think what is really going on over here and you have to reflect on the fundamentals of our faith and just like we use in Talmudic logic an idea called Kalva Homer a fortiori argument so we have to make the same Kalva Homer over here with our relationship to Hashem so certainly if there's somebody in your life that you are very close to and that person has done a lot of favors for you and now that person is suffering won't it pain you if you really love that person and you know what they've done for you it will hurt you very much we we all know that so therefore what about feeling bad for Hashem's pain right so he, the marshal he gives over, if a person knows that his father is suffering and uh, this father has given the son many gifts, he bought him a house, his father's also a very big doctor and the child had various sicknesses and the father always came and healed his sicknesses everybody gave up on healing the child and the father never gave up and he helped the child the doctor said to the child you're never you're blind you'll never see again and the father comes up with ways to surgeries to get make him see and the child had heart conditions and the doctors gave up and the father's a great doctor and he took care of his heart right and he always does so many things unbelievable things he, he gives him parnasa he gives he gives him everything okay so the child should have a lot of love and a lot of uh, what do you call it um, appreciation for the father and now comes another thing that he needs from the father, a new thing the father's always there always there to help. and now a new thing and he's coming to the father but at the same time that he's coming to the father to help him out, he now has been made aware that his dear father has his own major problem. So do you think the kid will only think about his own problem? You know, you had financial issues and this, and whenever you had trouble, you always went to your dad or mother. And they always helped you out. Okay, so now a new crisis comes. Okay, I'm going to go to dad. He'll help me out. I know, I know, I trust him. I love him. He's this. And then you come and then you see your dad is lying in bed. What's the matter, dad? He says, I'm dying. What? 
It's the king who say, well, you know, I got this problem. Can you help me? <laughs> well, no, because you love your father too. Right? Would, well, boy, unless you're a rotten kid. I mean, there are certain kids. That, I don't care. Oh, you're dying? Good. Am I in the will? Where am I in the will? Well, then you don't love your father. You just love his money. But if you really loved your father. Now, imagine with God, it's a million times more. That what has Hashem not done for you your whole life? If you would just think about it. He's done everything. Let's think about what has Hashem done for the Jewish people throughout history. Okay. Now, so now there's a war. Okay. Many people are feeling a lot of pain. People in Israel. They're people for the captains. The families of the captains. Can you imagine what they're going through? And they're dominating to Hashem. Hashem, please help my problem. But then Hashem says, have you ever thought that maybe it's really hurting me a lot more? I, I, love, I love every one of those hostages. Can I bear the thought or the sight of, of, of not of those hostages. Maybe you should pray that my pain should go away. So that is what we call the obvious, simple, logical way of looking at it. And the question that we have to ask, how many Jews in the world are praying for that? <laughs> not a lot. Does this mean that the Jewish people are not thankful and grateful? No. But even though we just explained it with such obvious logic, but we see our eyes are very far away from feeling the pain of the Shechina, who feels the pain of the Jewish people. Right? And therefore, it's a very hard thing to get. So why is it so hard? Now is where we got. So, so why is it so hard? It, it's just, we, it doesn't come on our radar screen. I should worry about Hashem's pain. It, it's hard enough for me to worry about another Jew's pain. Okay. I, I, I can relate to my pain. If there's someone, if I have family there, if I have somebody who's been captured, if it's my sibling, parent, child who's been captured, Man, do I feel them. And, and the people who are captured have feel their own pain. They're all feeling their own pain. Now you want me to feel God's pain? What do you mean? Well, God loves us. Here's a really important idea. You are feeling that you are so much pain because your daughter is captured. I want you to know something. Hashem loves your daughter more than you do. That's what you got to realize. And he's done more for your daughter than you've ever done. So if you are in pain, don't you think Hashem is in pain? That's logical. But here is the explanation of why we're finding this difficult to feel God's pain. Because it, 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 it doesn't make sense to our intellect and to our emotion as well. Why? Well, let's try to understand something. 
when you are in pain, a normal human being is in pain, why are you in pain um, in, in the essential core reason? Because I'm missing something that I desperately need. Okay, you uh, don't have health. Well, that's painful to not have health. Somebody stole all your money. It's painful to have a deficiency in money. Whatever, you want to be smart in Torah learning and you're not. I'm missing. Whenever someone's missing something that's essential, they feel pain. Isn't that the source of pain? Like, you know, your head should feel fine. It's hurting. <laughs> so now I'm in pain because it's supposed to not be hurting and, it, it's not, and I'm missing something. Or we're suffering or we're nervous or we're anxious, whatever. Whatever words you want to say, you're melting down. You, you failed an exam an exam to get into medical school. All those years you were studying medical school, now you failed the main test. So now what you're missing, I, I'm never gonna be a doctor. It hurts. Your your kid's going off the derrick. Whoa, that's missing, that hurts. Somebody died, I'll never see them again, that hurts. So I can understand there's pain but Hashem is perfect. He is the perfection of all perfection. And God does, so now, what are you going to say? Hashem did something willingly that gives him pain? What kind of pain could it be? Let's give an example. Okay, Titus is coming to destroy the Mesamekdush. Bad, wicked guy. Obviously, if he destroys the base of Migdash, this should give God. You're going to tell me this is giving God pain. You're telling me whatever that means, but you tell me God has pain. And Titus is going to come. He's going to destroy the base of Migdash. He's going to curse out God, like the Gemara says. When he slashed the parochas, blood came out. He thought he killed God himself. <coughs> so, God, I got a simple solution. Give it a snap, and Titus melts. Melts into the ground. No, no problem. Now, we can't do that. The guy burglarized me. I tried to stop him. I couldn't. So I'm, I'm missing all that money. I tried to make myself feel better. I couldn't. We have real deficiencies. But how are you going to say that Hashem has a real deficiency if it re if he if he if it really bothered him and he really was deficient he'd bump off Titus. But if he didn't, what must that mean? It doesn't bother him. He's not missing anything. Okay, and it, that that I mean, obviously this is this is it doesn't matter to him. He doesn't care. If it bothered him, he would say, because here's the problem. We think that God acts like we act. Right? So, what's coming out? So, so and Bechlali says, it's a hard thing to understand pain regarding Hashem. He is what we call the Kol Yachol, the Almighty. He can do anything. Now imagine, imagine someone who is Almighty. 
He's not missing anything. Right? And therefore, whatever a person's missing, whether he is in pain, well, that's why he needs to go to God. Right? I, I have to go to God because I'm in pain. I can't take care of myself. But Hashem himself, he's his own domain. So what could he be missing? What could be holding him back? And even if we don't think so deeply in all the detail we've just discussed, but inside one's heart, anything we know about Hashem and we praise Hashem, whatever thing we're saying about Hashem, that contradicts an idea that Hashem could be in pain. So if, even if we say it, we can't comprehend it and believe it. So it's hard to feel that. So this is the, the easy part. Logically, Hashem loves us. He should be in pain. That's easy to figure out. The other hand, what do you mean? He's perfect. He can make sure he's not in pain. And he does, I guess he's not in pain. I guess, you know what? He, he, since he knows, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's really fascinating, this whole idea of, you know, they say a Pusik, uh about Hashem that it's, our suffering is low sore. Low tzor. When we're suffering, low tzor, the puzzle says. Now, there's a Korean exceed. It's written one way, spelled another way. Low is lamed vav, which means to him. And lamed, low can be lamed al, which means no. So it's interesting. On the one hand, there is pain. When we're in pain, low tzor. There's pain for him. On the other hand, we say, there isn't pain. Low tzor. And others even learn that it's like low is like lamid aleph. To the aleph of Hashem is pain. Aleph is the top, the beginning. Hashem's pain goes all the way to the guts of God, so to speak. So, so what's going on? So you got to understand, on the one hand, on the one hand, Hashem doesn't have pain because you know what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. In the pure, intellectual, methodical, cold, calculating way of understanding, God can't be suffering. But he's still suffering. Well, let me give a better example. You know, the parent who says, son, I got to punish you. Now bend over and I'm going to have to give you a whooping. Son, it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. You've heard that line. Some people say, I don't know about that, Dad. No, but the truth is, this is trying to borrow a line from HaKadosh Baruch. On the one hand, he knows we need to be disciplined. He knows it. The father knows. The kids run into the street ten times already. And the last time, he nearly got killed. Now, he's tried every way to teach the kid not to do it. He knows there's only one way to do it. He's going to have to whip him hard. He's going to be a whipping he'll never forget. Never forget. And the kid's screaming and crying. And it's terrible. And it's, he's hurting. It hurts. But the father says, this is the best thing I could do for him. But on the other hand, doesn't a father feel the pain of his child? He feels it. He says, I, I feel so bad that I have to do this. I have to hurt you so that you won't hurt yourself in a worse way. So that, that makes sense. 
So can't it make sense with God? That he doesn't really want to do this, but he, he knows he has to do it. And on the one hand, intellectually, it doesn't bother him. It's great. The other hand, he's still your father. He still loves you. He sees you're in pain. But this is the problem we're having a problem. But, but if God's almighty, so let him just figure a way without having to put me in pain. And if he doesn't, must be it's all okay. So this is the tension that exists. We talk about feel God's pain, feel God's pain. Well, I don't understand, like, how does God have any pain? So he could say, well, in the context of the relationship with us, he, it's like he has, but what do you mean? He can't have pain. So to understand this, we have to explain a big yesod in Torah. And this was a big issue of the philosophers who were heretics. And their main point is, they know that whatever you're going to call God, God is awesome, he's powerful, he's beyond what we can understand. As we talked about yesterday, he has an infinite reality. And he is so amazing, beyond recognition, it's not possible for him to have any connection to this lowly world. It's not possible for two so polaric opposite realities that have nothing in common with them, that there should be some relationship going on. And to the degree that we cannot truly comprehend the true perfection of God, because his reality is so beyond us, so obviously for that same reason he cannot be connected to us and certainly would not be supervising and having mercy on us and being in pain and would bother him that which we are doing because that would contradict our whole intellectually limited understanding of Hashem. And that's what Eov said in many psukim, where he complained about his suffering, and most of his words, though, are praises of how great Hashem is. But, but the main thing his complaint is that since Hashem is so lofty, so by definition, he has nothing to do with us, because if he would, that would make him small. And therefore, we got to say, God leaves the world to the lower level realities. And that's why certain things, that's why he's saying, I don't understand. I'm a tzaddik. How could I be suffering? Must be only my expert. God is so great, so mighty. It takes away from his greatness to deal with us. So now how do we, how do we, so now what do we do? How do we come to this? So the true answer to this is what David HaMelech says, and we say it in Hallel. We said it yesterday. Two days ago. Who is like Hashem our God? Whose existence is in the highest realms. But he lowers himself, so to speak, to see what's going on in the heavens and the earth. In other words, what David is saying, if, if, if Hashem is as great only as, as the philosophers think in their limited understanding, then you'd have a big question. But the thing is, Hashem is beyond, beyond what anyone can comprehend. And it's the exact opposite. Because he's so great, he can do whatever he wants. And you know what he can do? Even what doesn't make sense to us to think that a great God would do. 
God, you know what it means to be all powerful, almighty? He can do anything. He can do anything. Anything. <laughs> and anything means to even be involved with puny little us. And that really is how great he is. God is so great that he'll do things that great beings don't do. Great beings don't do it. Well, we're looking around great people. Tell me anybody who's great, powerful, powerful man. Guess what? A powerful man will never allow himself to waste his time with little puny runts like us. But don't, we're saying that by the fact, see, we think God can do big things. A big God does big things. But a big God doesn't do small things. What does he care about little people like us? But that is the bigness of of, of God. The greatness of God is that he could do whatever he wants, even though it seems that what he's doing is contradicting his greatness. Even though what he's doing says this is not great, but guess what? It doesn't make him any smaller. The fact that Hashem deals with things that are so minuscule doesn't show that it's taken away from God's power. That means that is his power because he is kol yachol. He can do anything. What does anything mean? Even things that don't make sense to you. Okay, and, and that's the most important thing. We're saying it doesn't make any sense. The, the Shekhinah has Tsar. How can the Shekhinah have Tsar? There's expressions that the Shekhinah is wallowing in the dust. So, 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 so what's going on? So how can it be? How can God wallow in the dust? Why would he have to wallow in the dust? The answer is, because he wants to. So the, the yesod of feeling the pain of the Shekhinah has to come from a deep emuna. With such an emuna that we can say that Hashem feels our pain, he says, not in spite of the fact that he's so great, but because he's so great, he could feel our pain. And that's not a deficiency in him. Him feeling pain is not a deficiency. But because he's so great and so infinite, he can feel pain even if it's not a deficiency in it. And it doesn't even take away from his perfection at all. Because he is able to do things that we can't even comprehend. And that's what the Shalom HaKadosh brings in Masech Tashvuas. He brings a letter from Rav Shlomo Alkovitz, the author of the Lechad Dodi. And they told a story that one time, as it were, the Shekhinah was speaking to the Holy Hevra of the Beis Yosef on the night of Shuas and they were learning. And amongst all those holy words, he said like this, if you could imagine that the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of suffering that Hashem wallows in, you would never have joy in your hearts. You'd never be laughing if you'd know how much I'm wallowing in the dust. And therefore strengthen yourselves and don't stop learning because when you're learning, that's what gives me this kind of pleasure. So this is the idea. We didn't finish it totally. But this idea to really feel that even though Hashem is perfect and even our logic to so fix it up, he's not going to fix it up. And he's still going to feel hurt. This needs a lot of amuna. If you don't have that amuna, you believe it's just words with nothing meaning.
But if the mamish understand that what's going on in there, it's Yisrael, it's painting Hashem a million times more than us. Because he loves us that much. So if you love it, fix it up. No, he, 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 he quote unquote, isn't, it's not the best thing for him to do right now. And to believe he really is in that kind of pain. Okay, we'll continue this tomorrow morning in Yerzah Hashem. Yashukayim, everybody. Thank you.